Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Speak Out podcast, a podcast about all things mental health and Jesus. I'm Lauren Wilson. I'm the founder and president of Speak Out PDX, a nonprofit located in Portland, Oregon. Today, we're here with Shalane Mastretta. She's a licensed clinical social worker and specializes in depression, anxiety, PTSD, and trauma. She has a private practice called Serenity Counseling Services here in Portland, and she started that about two and a half years ago. She works mainly with teens, but also sees adults. And she has roughly eight years of professional clinical experience. Her and I met a few years back while both working at a residential rehab facility for teens struggling with mental health and substance struggles. Um, And she's just become an incredible resource and friend over the years. She's someone who carries a lot of peace in the way that she speaks and calmness is absolutely just brought into the atmosphere when you're in her presence. And I hope that you can see that and feel that through this podcast. Um, I invited Shalane here today just to talk a little bit about um, our current climate and the implications it might have on our mental health, specifically anxiety. Um, I've heard from a lot of um, people that follow Speak Out that they feel like their anxiety has just um, increased a lot through COVID and being stuck at home or feeling like they don't have resources. So just invited Shalane to come and pop on and have a little bit of a discussion about that. We hope to just encourage you guys in knowing that you're not alone and that there's a lot of people that are also feeling this. So hopefully we are able to teach a few just tools and um, things about anxiety um, over the next couple minutes. So um, as we begin, Shalane, do you mind just explaining a basic understanding of what anxiety is or what it might look like for someone? Yeah. Okay. So the American Psychological Association gives a really good definition of anxiety. So I'm just going to share that with you because I feel like it's really clear and concise. Um, So it states that anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorders usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns, and they may avoid certain situations out of worry. So this definition, I think, is um, covering a little bit more of what generalized anxiety would be. And generalized anxiety is more of like an ongoing anxiety disorder that people experience. And this type of anxiety shows up often and consistently throughout a person's life and isn't necessarily always directly related to any particular circumstance. And so uh, while I think that people who struggle with this type of anxiety are also experiencing increased levels during this time, um, I think that a lot of other people who don't necessarily have a history of struggling with anxiety are also experiencing anxiety um, due to the situation that we're in. Um, And I think this anxiety is being sparked by Um, the specific triggers such as the pandemic. And um, it's born out of a feeling of not having control over your circumstances, feeling really uncertain about the future um, or uh, uh, about your safety. And I think this is kind of what's driving um, a lot of the anxiety that people are experiencing currently. Yeah. So 
so what I'm hearing is there's it's it wouldn't be uncommon for someone that maybe has never never experienced anxiety to be feeling anxious because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I think that anxiety is um I think it's on a rise right now. And I think that a lot more people are experiencing it than would normally be experiencing it. And I'm seeing this in my own personal life. I'm seeing it with um, people who are close to me in my personal life. I'm seeing it with clients in my practice. A lot of people who have not really experienced significant anxiety before are experiencing it now. Yeah, that's crazy. And also really really encouraging. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people listening that if they've never experienced this before, they're, they're not alone and that they haven't quote unquote, like developed a anxiety disorder that this is directly related to going through a global pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so situational. And I think too, like, yes, it's a, a pandemic, just as an umbrella statement, but there's so many things that play into that, um, that, that create the anxiety, like, uh, fear of the unknown, financial instability, not knowing what their education's going to look like, um, not knowing if they're going to have a job long-term, being worried about their health, not being able to see friends and loved ones, loss of leisure activities that people enjoy, having trips being canceled. Um, And, you know, really like any one of these things would be likely to create stress and anxiety in the life of the person. And I think most people are experiencing multiples of these things right now. And so, of course, what's happening is we're experiencing stress and anxiety. Would you suggest any sort of like tips or, or tools to people that feel like they're, they're ill-equipped to like handle these anxious feelings right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First of all, it's perfectly normal to feel that way. And it's perfectly normal to not know how to cope with that or how to deal with that. This is a feeling that people have not really experienced at this level before. And so to expect that they would know what to do with that is unrealistic. So it's okay to feel kind of lost in that. Um, I think some of the biggest supports right now and and the best things that people can do for themselves are to find some sort of connection and community. Um, Isolation is bad for us as humans. We need connection. We need community. Um, Without it, our mental health suffers. And so finding ways to connect with people, whether that's by social distancing or if it's over Zoom or FaceTime, or if it's finding a online support group, any anything that you can do to build connection and build community so that you're still able to, able to share your experience um, and just kind of like things from daily life with other people, I think is huge. That's probably the number one thing is to find connection, find community, however you can. 
that's enormous. That's like a, it's something that I feel like so many people are looking for right now and are having a hard time finding safe people now that things are starting to reopen. I've heard a lot of people feel like their community has gotten smaller since we've entered into phase one because then there's um, additional anxieties about um, trusting other people's circles of whether they've gone out to eat or, you know, who they've been hanging out with or if, you know, they've gone to a wedding or um, been compromised some way. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's been just a huge struggle for people and is so, so important to continue to to seek and to find in safe ways and ways that they feel safe still and like it's a, a safe environment to be part of. Yeah, totally. And it's a scary time. And I think, unfortunately, that mistrust in people is also um, you know, playing into that breakdown of connection and community. Um, and it's just that living in fear. Um, and so I think definitely finding ways that you feel safe and comfortable to be in connection and be in community with others. So whether that be in outdoor spaces where it's just with a few people, you're wearing masks and you're socially distanced, or if that doesn't feel safe and comfortable, um, just meeting virtually or having even just a group of, you know, if it's a few extended family or three friends or whatever, just, I've heard a lot of people talking about how they will have their bubble of people. And as a group collectively, they will agree to only hang out with that bubble of people Um, And if they go outside of it, they communicate that to each other so that everybody can really have a good understanding of what they're exposing themselves to through each other. Yeah, and I'm sure that builds trust, helps to uh, at least lessen the fear of the unknown a little bit. Totally. Doing that with people that you trust and care about and and have like a relationship with. Yeah, and I think... I think sometimes people are afraid to express concerns or fears um, because there's such a polarized idea around how the pandemic should be handled and navigated. And so I think sometimes people are afraid to express their concerns um, because they don't want to be attacked or they don't want to be made fun of or, you know, whatever the reason is. And so I think another big thing is to just you know, be kind and respectful to each other. Try and be understanding of where each person is coming from and try to communicate through those things so that you can find solutions that work for yeah, everybody. That's great. Do you have any other other ideas of tools that might help someone feeling extra extra anxious right now? Yeah. Um, I think meditation is always great. Um, and there's so many free guided meditations just on YouTube. You can literally type in like 10 minute guided meditation for stress and anxiety and a zillion pop up. And a lot of them are just, um, a person talking you through just doing some calming breathing 
and trying to notice what's going on in your body and where you're holding stress and how to to start letting go of some of that stress. Um, and I, I think what happens is our bodies hold on to so much of our stress and anxiety that we tense up and it, it affects our heart rate. It affects the way that we're breathing and it affects our blood pressure and all of these physical symptoms that um, really are what make us feel so tense and anxious. And just doing these kinds of meditations to intentionally just slow down and let go of some of that, I think is super helpful. Um, I think just doing like daily check-ins with yourself and asking yourself, how am I feeling today? Do I notice that I'm holding stress and anxiety? Um, if I am, what are some things I can do today to take care of myself? How can I intentionally do something that will either help me relax or that will bring me joy? Um, I think that can be huge. Too. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> I know for a lot of people, it can be uh, kind of weird to do check-in. Um, but personally, I've really enjoyed checking in with myself during this season um, of not having a consistent job and um, being at home so much more. I'm such an extrovert that it's so helpful to just like check in for a second and pay attention to those emotions. Yeah, totally. And I, I wonder if sometimes some of the fear around wanting to do those check-ins is um, it's scarier if we admit how much we're struggling and how we're really feeling, if we can just kind of try to ignore it and pretend it's not there. Sometimes that feels safer. Um, but even if we're ignoring it and trying to pretend that it's not there, it's there and it's affecting us. And the longer that we don't deal with it, the bigger it grows. And so being able to really just be honest with ourselves and, and admit how we're truly feeling, I think is a huge gift that we can give ourselves because then we can take the steps that we need to take to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I feel like it's naming it can take away the power of it, of, of just saying totally. it out loud or saying like, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling overwhelmed can help to kind of give the control back to yourself rather than this like feeling that you're feeling inside of you. Yeah, totally. Um, as a, uh, professional mental health therapist, do you have any suggestions if someone's like, okay, so if you know, I have community, I've been checking in with myself, I am, you know, doing these meditations and I still just feel like this is something bigger than, you know, kind of anxious feelings in this time. Do you have, do you have a suggestion of where to find a therapist? What are good questions to ask a potential therapist? Um, just any best advice in going through that process? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely encourage reaching out um, and seeking support as much as support as you need. I think a lot of us try to tell ourselves like, I'm okay, or I'm just going to tap it out. But I think it's important for people to know that it's okay to not be okay. And we all need support from time to time. Um, so if someone is finding themselves in that position, um, 
I will say it might take a little bit more work to find a therapist now than it normally would because there are so many people seeking support. But I don't think that that should be a deterrent. Um, So there are a lot of really good resources for helping with that. Um, Psychologytoday.com is awesome. You can go to that website and you can put in your zip code and it will bring up a whole list of therapists. And then you can add in even more filters. Like if you want to go through insurance, you can put in your insurance. You can put in specific issues that you're dealing with that you want to see a therapist for. You can put in um, your age. You know, there's a ton of different filters you can put in and then it'll match you even more specifically to certain therapists. Um, But it's quite a good resource for finding therapists in the area. Um, another way to do it is to, uh, call your insurance company and ask for a list of in, in, in network therapists. And then you can just go through that list and try and find somebody. Um, there's also some really great, um, online therapy resources, um, where you meet with a therapist virtually. Um, which is pretty much what all therapists are doing right now anyways. Um, So a couple of those sites are uh, BetterHelp and Talkspace. And essentially how those work is you subscribe and sign up and they match you to a therapist and you get to approve or decline depending on if that person feels like a good match for you or not. Um, And then on those platforms, you get to do video sessions. You can do um, like live chat with a therapist. If you don't feel comfortable doing a face-to-face video, you can do just audio only phone sessions. You can message back and forth kind of more in more of an email style. So it's super flexible to individual needs. Um, There's also like online support groups with peers. There's a good site called Seven Cups of Tea. And um, it gives access to like multiple chat rooms and forums where you can talk to other people who are struggling. Um, You talk to them about what you're feeling, what you're going through. There's like self-help guides and growth paths on there that you can access to get tools uh, for your own wellness and, and well-being. And then if you want to, you can also subscribe through that site for individual therapy. Um, but the peer support part is, is free. Oh, great. I'll yeah. make sure to add all of the links to those below in the description. If you guys are interested in any of those resources as well. Yeah. There's one, one more actually that I just thought of. Um, and it's an app that you can download on your phone or your tablet or whatever. It's called COVID coach. And it was uh, actually created by the VA and it is like specifically made for anxiety stemming from the pandemic. 
and it gives like education about coping during the pandemic, tools for self-care, um, and ways to improve emotional well-being. It gives you trackers to like check your mood and measure your growth. Um, so if people want something like a little bit more individualistic to just use on their own, that is a, a pretty great tool as well. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. Mm-hmm. A couple more questions and then I think we'll probably wrap up here. But um, if if you're a parent or a roommate or a sibling or a friend and you have seen um, maybe your friend or roommate or kid um, become more anxious over this time and um, are unsure how to help them, what would be your advice to someone that's wanting to kind of come alongside someone through this season and things that they could encourage that individual to do or, you know, in addition to like maybe doing a meditation with them or helping them check in or just being a support? Is there any additional things that you can think of that might be helpful in walking alongside someone struggling with anxiety? Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, we know the people that we're closest to well. And um, if something's off with somebody that we're close to, generally there's going to be red flags and we're going to start to notice that something's not okay or something's off. And I think when those things come up, it's important to not ignore that. Um, but it's important to just kind of come alongside the person and be like, Hey, I noticed that, um, you know, it seems like you've been a lot more on edge lately or just really checked out and I care about you. I want to be here for you. Um, is there something that you're having a hard time with and is there anything I can do to help? And just kind of acknowledging that you see them. And reminding them that you're there in their community to support them, I think is huge. Um, And I think just so people kind of know the red flags of what to look out for with anxiety, um, I I can just give a few pointers on that. So um, people who are experiencing a lot of anxiety, you'll notice that they're really restless or wound up or on edge. They may be getting really easily fatigued or tired, having a hard time concentrating, being more irritable than normal. Um, They might seem really tense. Um, You might notice that they're having trouble sleeping. They're up a lot more hours of the night or oversleeping. Um, And uh, maybe more withdrawn, not wanting to come out of their room as much, Um, seeming like disconnected when you're trying to have a conversation with them, like they're not really there. Or maybe when you're having conversations with them, they seem to be like really fixated pretty consistently on things they're worried about or stress, maybe changes in the way they're eating, um, eating a lot more than normal or... um, not eating nearly as much as they normally do. So those are kind of um, some things that you can be looking for in the people who are close to you. Um, but besides, um, you know, just acknowledging the struggle and reminding the person that you're there to support them, 
Um, I think definitely what you said, just being willing to say like, Hey, I think it maybe it would be good to try and find something that we could do every day together to just kind of, um, let go of some of that stress and making a daily practice of doing a meditation or, um, doing like a gratitude list or going for a walk outside, just anything that brings like peace and relaxation and being willing to um, participate with that in that with somebody I think is, is good. And there's not a lot we can do for other people. I think each of us are mostly responsible for ourselves in terms of being able to acknowledge when we're not okay and seek support for that. But I think absolutely as, as, um, a community, one of the beautiful things about community is being able to help each other in that process too. Um, but yeah, just offering tools, offering ideas and being willing to participate in those things with, um, the other person I think is really the best thing. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then one last question. Um, if you are someone that's kind of walking through, uh, a season with, with a roommate or a sibling or friend, uh, what would be your advice to them as far as their own self-care and making sure that they're also checking in with themselves while also helping to care for someone, um, in their community? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So there's this term, it's called compassion fatigue. And what happens is when we're trying to support other people or somebody else a lot, um, we can become fatigued or um, like saturated ourselves. And so I think it just, it it goes back to the same thing. Just being willing to check in with yourself every day and say, how am I doing today? Where am I at? Um, You know, how much tension am I holding on to? And being willing to not only be there as a support person for others, but also as a support person for yourself to be able to set those boundaries for yourself when you're kind of burning out on helping and to say, be able to say like, I'm not going to be able to be supportive to anybody else unless I also do the things that I need to do to take care of myself. Um, and, and being willing to create boundaries to make space for, um, you know, to make space for you to be able to take care of yourself too is huge. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us just as an encouraging word to pass along to someone feeling discouraged or um, just any last encouraging thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing is to just know that you're not alone. So many people are feeling this right now and it's such a normal response to be having in, in this situation and in this time. And if your anxiety doesn't go away while you're doing these things, and if you notice that you're having to kind of redo these things daily, that's okay too. 
because the situation isn't changing. We're having to live in this situation of this pandemic and all of the dynamics that it's creating. We're having to live in this on an ongoing basis right now. And so it's okay if your anxiety isn't going away. Um, The important thing is that you're acknowledging your anxiety, you're seeking support for it, and you're learning ways to manage it and not let it um, rule your life. Um, But yeah, just knowing that you're not alone and it won't be like this forever. This is a season, this is a chapter, and we just have to kind of ride this wave out together until it's over and and some of this stress and anxiety can um, melt away. It's a great word. Thank you, Shalene, for just all of your wisdom and your time. Um, we really appreciate what you do. And I know that especially during the season, I'm sure being a therapist has not been easy. And so thank you um, just for the time that you spent in preparing and, and recording this. We really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>